0: Hello everybody and welcome back to the Brodo Fantasy Podcast. I'm your host, Tim Petropolis, here with the only two twins that are actually here. We are here. We are back. They're here, they still can't sing, but we have a very special episode for you today. Not only do we have this episode, we have a series of episodes every single day, Monday through Friday, leading up to the official weekend of fantasy drafts everywhere labor day weekend i almost said memorial day weekend but labor day weekend uh jason's here michael's here i'm here the brodo fantasy podcast begins jason is it a little bit i i know you're happy to be back and talk fantasy but how disappointed are you like on the inside
1: this is, like, the only reason why I'm glad to be back. <laughs> Jason guys, just
0: came back from a month with his girlfriend in Europe.
1: I guess it's cool to see you guys. <laughs> to talk football is way better. Oh, yeah. Michael, Master how you Blank. doing? Last week was wonderful. No, you know what? It. Sorry, Michael. I'm intruding on you because I just got to say this. I was listening to the podcast while I was gone. And you know when you listen to, like, watch TV shows and you're like... I wish I could just go on and tell Skip Bayless that he's wrong. Yeah. Like <laughs> When it's your actual podcast, and it's oh, like... Oh, dude. I'm literally supposed to be there telling Timmy he's wrong. <laughs> when I listened to the Timmy and Nick episode... Great episode, by the way. And Timmy talked about,
0: well, look out for Jeremy Hill. I want to throw up. Well, I didn't say look out for him, but you no, have I to... L- at him. that time, you had to look out for him. Dude, uh, not anymore.
1: Michael was talking about uh, Christian McCaffrey as a
0: first-round pick. In PPR leagues. Well, listen, he's going... Let, let's let's get the football. Jason could not get started. So this is how we are going to start. Today, we're going over our top 24 running backs, and then we're also going to mention a running back or two that we think is a steal in the late rounds. Then tomorrow, we're going to come to you with the top 24 wide receivers and a couple of late round steals. Then the next day, we're going to come with quarterbacks and tight ends together, the top 12 at each position, top 15 at each position, and then again, some guys that could be some sleepers. We're also going to be coming with you with episodes that are going to have a mock draft in it. We're going to have our hat hangers, which means the guys we're hanging our hat on and hitching our wagons to this season and putting our proud Broto names on the line to tell you guys to draft them or don't draft them. So we are going to have an action-packed week ahead of and we're, let's get started. Let's Listen, do
1: it. Real quick, before we get into running backs, there is a quarterback that I'm going to hang my hat on
0: so hard in every single
1: league. And if he sucks, then <laughs> I'm going to have to stream in every single league. Does he league. have nine total letters in his name? know who you're talking about. Yes, he has nine okay. total letters. He uh, struggles big time. Jason's been far. talking
0: about him for a long time. But before we get into the quarterbacks, let's get into running backs. And this is the way we're going to do it. If you are not familiar with our Twitter, please go follow us at Brodo Fantasy because on the Twitter... We have cheat sheets for you with rankings, rankings with notes on every single player we ranked. Go check it out. Go take those to your draft days. Don't listen to Yahoo. Don't listen to ESPN, all right? They get caught sometimes in these little things, and if you listen to the last episode, Michael and I had told you, like, the guys that have been rising and falling in drafts are kind of guys that we've been high and low on from the very beginning of the year are rankings that we made in the beginning of the year is not that far off from the rankings we have today so use it and i promise you it will pay off it will pay so we each have our own individual rankings and then the aggregate of those is the overall ranking so let's start with our number one player overall and our number one running back todd Gurley. jason i think i'm sorry michael in our money league you have the number one pick and you said right away todd Gurley is my number one yep. pick I agree with you. Although I don't, ha- I don't have him ranked as the number one player. I have him ranked as the number two player. I do believe he is the number one pick, if that makes sense. No. You rather you think David Johnson will end first, but Todd Gurley is the much
1: safer pick. If you're gonna one.
0: go number one, you got to have no bust potential at all. Gurley zero bust potential whatsoever, unless he gets injured. Johnson a little bit higher because the team around him isn't as um, packed, and you know it, the scheme is not as proven. So what
1: you're saying is, if you had to pick a spot to have it'd be two so that you can get David Johnson without having to feel guilty about it and what happened was you got the number two pick in our draft
0: isn't it grand exactly
1: I got the number one (laughs) pick it's glorious I love
0: it anyway Michael why are you definitely going girly
1: he had 2,000 yards last year all purpose and 19 touchdowns 19 and he still has Sean McVeigh calling plays a second year excuse me a third year Jared Goff a second year in the offense and they same, basically the same exact offensive line. There's literally nothing that is not in Gurley's favor going into this year compared to
0: last year. Jason?
1: Oh, it's a no brainer. I mean, like Michael said, there's nothing to not change. If anything, the only change that they had was Sammy Watkins to Brandon Cooks, and Brandon Cooks is a more effective deep threat. So perhaps that'll open up the field even more when Brandon Cooks is running streaks down the field. So Todd Gurley's the answer. Don't overthink it.
0: Do you guys, does it concern you at all that Todd Gurley was, a lot of his production came in those last weeks? Because no. I've heard some people say that that's that's and,
1: the the problem. But, okay, so the reason why Kareem Hunt isn't in the top three um, overall running back position is because he had that group of middle, that middle group of weeks that were, he was kind of not even startable. And that's not how Todd Gurley was. Yes, he had big games at the end of the year that made his stats even more inflated. But even when he wasn't putting up those big games, he was still putting up running back one numbers. Yeah, Todd Gurley was great. And then he was fantastic. Yeah. People are acting like he was average. And then he just had
0: a breakout four games. Take away those four games. And he still has a ridiculous season. Couldn't agree with you more. All right. So let's go to our number two overall player. We actually have a tie at number two. Le'Veon Bell and David Johnson. So I have the number one, number two pick, and I'm going to pick David Johnson. Uh, Not that I I can't get mad at you if you're picking Le'Veon Bell. I understand. Here's my logic. Le'Veon Bell has put together a lot of good fantasy seasons, and this is a contract season where he's going to want to go and get paid. And you would imagine that the Steelers are going to use the crap out of him, right? As always. All these things are fine, and there are definitely reasons why he should be taking number two. Here's what I'm seeing out of David Johnson. Of all of Le'Veon Bell's years, David Johnson has had a higher output in only his first year as a starter ever. He is the focal point of an offense that should be improved but definitely will not be high-powered in any any way. And if Sam Bradford is behind there, Sam Bradford loves to think and duck to the the, uh, running back. You saw that last year with Dalvin Cook. I love the opportunity that David Johnson's going to get. He's going to get opportunities in the passing game. He has a chance to be 1,000 1,000 this year. Um, I don't see him. Again, his injury last year was a wrist injury. I don't see him dropping off in any way. So that's why I'm taking David Johnson number two, although Le'Veon Bell could easily be number two.
1: You know, I can't argue with that because, I mean, I have Le'Veon Bell and David Johnson, too, both in my running back and overall rankings. So I have them basically interchangeable. I just give Le'Veon Bell the slight edge. Just because you know the Steelers give him the ball 25 times a game, and that is not going to stop, especially in a contract year. They know that this dude's leaving at the end of the year. They haven't given him a new contract the last three years. He's going to walk, so they're just going to run him into the ground, and that's great for fantasy purposes. It did bother me a little bit last year that Le'Veon Bell's efficiency was down, but when he's that good and he gets the ball that much, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, if you want to talk about risk aversion, I think Le- Le'Veon Bell is the answer. If you look at his numbers last year, if he had a few more touchdowns, he'd probably be... The number one pick would be a harder decision between Gurley and Bell. So I think Bell is the option there at number two, but it's close, obviously.
0: So those two guys are number two, tied for number two in our rankings. Number four is an interesting guy because I think there was a point in the year where I would say, hey, Zeke needs to be also up there tied number two with those two guys. But then you look at the offensive line. Travis Fredericks, the all-world center. He's out with an autoimmune disease, which is really unfortunate. Did it's you, when your body attacks your attacks itself from the inside. It's fucked up. Yeah, it's, it's like it
1: thinks your uh like your muscles or something are like a disease or something and it just attacks them.
0: Right. So, I mean, it's something that's happening a lot in in the United States right now. And Travis Frederick is the, is the latest person to get it. Um, obviously we wish him well, but in, for fantasy purposes, this is big for Zeke. And also you got to remember their left tackle, they're all world left tackle, Tyron Smith last year, he got hurt. He's still nursing an injury. He didn't play. Uh, Zach Martin is recovering from a knee injury. He didn't play in the last preseason game. So now you're looking at this dominant offensive line.
1: Lael Collins is dealing with a little injury right now as Their well. injury, uh, their offensive line is, their injury woes are intense right now. It's
0: kind of crazy that this all-world, all-universe offensive line the past few years is dealing with this many injuries, so I think that's why, in my overall rankings, I ended up dropping Ezekiel Elliott out of the four spot, and I put Antonio Brown in the four spot because of that, and I think that because of all the running backs and the... Because out of the four running backs, he's clearly number four now, but I'm still going Ezekiel Elliott number four, and he's our consensus number four.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's going to be fed so much. You're going to see him doing that little mouth feed me thing the entire season because he's going to be their entire offense. He's their best running back. He's their best receiver. He's probably their best tight end. So
0: you're going to see a lot of the mouth feed me thing. (laughs) (laughs) Great analysis by Jason (laughs) Petropoulos. Whack from Europe with a bang. But listen. The, his consistency is is ridiculous. Last year, uh, even when he wasn't, when he had all that shit going over his head, he was still an RB one numerous times, and he was still there for you every single time, every every st- single step of the way. Ezekiel Elliott
1: and the Cowboys don't yeah. stop feeding him too. Even if even if they're down
0: by fourteen in the third quarter, they're going to keep running the ball because that's their offense. So he was a cube, He was a wide receiver one eight of the ten weeks that he running played running back one. Running back one. Sorry, he had a. That one real stinker against Denver where the Cowboys just came out and, and laid an egg. Yeah. And then he had a—he uh, was running back 17 in week 16. So he, I mean in week 15. So he definitely. One bad week. He had one bad week in all the weeks he played. Uh, he was running back one, two, and three respectively on three different occasions. Go get this guy. Don't worry about it. Uh, if I'm drafting in a dynasty draft or a keeper league, I'm taking him. Fourth Cuckoo. over over Antonio Brown. Um, all right, What's let's go. That? What's wait? So, you hear that
1: bird? Oh, that must mean it's anonymous. Animal time. <laughs> Welcome back to the anonymous animal of the day. Our favorite segment when we release our <laughs> rankings and there are people looking at them. They come up as anonymous animals on Gmail, and then Michael and Timmy guess what the animal is. It starts with an H. Hornet. No. Damn. Hippo. No. Damn. Hedgehog. Yes. What? Nailed it. Nailed <laughs> it. Are you cheating? No. I'm on Alvin Kamara's. His stats. rankings are not open. He's oh, not cheating. Man. He nailed
0: it. Well, I don't know why you're on Alvin Kamara's stats because he's not till later. The next guy on our list. because Alvin Kamara is my number five running back. Might be Personally. the next guy up on the elite running back list next season. Saquon Barkley comes in at five overall. Uh, he is mine and Michael's sixth overall. Uh, Jason's fifth. Honestly, I would have him fifth. But that injury, um, when you have a soft tissue injury, like a hamstring. It makes you nervous that it lingers, but he's resting it right. All the reports so far say that it's healing. Um, So, Saquon Barkley, what say you guys?
1: Saquon Barkley versus Melvin Gordon is such a hard, hard flip of the coin for me. I I sided with Barkley just because of Pat Shurmur. I've, I've said this multiple times. We've all said it, but it just needs repeating. Pat Shurmur feeds his rookie running backs. He made Trent Richardson a running back one, so... And Saquon Barkley is twice the athlete that Richardson is. Let's be real. So, and with OBJ just getting signed, he's going to open up the field. Sterling Shepard, Evan Ingram. There's going to be room for him to run. They can't stack the box against that offense because Eli Manning is competent enough to throw to open receivers.
0: And the the addition of Solder and Will Hernandez. Yeah. That's an an upgrade on the offensive line.
1: So, I mean, everything is lining up perfectly for him. Just like... When Zeke came out and everything lined up for him perfectly out of Dallas, that's how it's looking right now in New York, and you can't really argue with it. Yeah,
0: the Giants certainly do not lack weapons this year. In five seasons that Pat Schirmer has been at the helm of calling plays, he has fed his non-injured running back so if a running back gets injured obviously those numbers get skewed but he was fed his main running back at least 75 percent of the time so this is guy also is going to be a bell cow and get 300 touches in this system gotta love saquon barkley but after saquon barkley melvin gordon comes in at six for jason comes in at eight for michael and comes in at five for me aggregate of six um what is to like about melvin gordon and what is not to like michael let's start with you because you have him the lowest ranked so why are you a little more down on him than we are it's because he's not a productive running
1: back he is a purely volume-based running back and that has bust written all over it for me because i do not want to draft someone who is only good because of his volume if he had no receiving potential fine maybe i'd side
0: with you but he had 58 receptions last season and 478 yards, like, let, let's. all right, he could be a more efficient runner. He only averaged four yards a carry last year. But eight yards of reception is also something you have to take into he, consideration. He averaged 3.9 yards a carry two years in a row.
1: David Johnson, at the second half of the last season, he was healthy, averaged 3.7 yards per carry. He was the whole offense, though. Melvin so Gordon was Melvin not the Gordon. Off- no, had- Melvin Gordon has a way better passing offense with way more holes opening up than David Johnson did in Arizona. They had Carson Palmer, Larry Fitzgerald. But that's,
0: but, but that's good for John Brown. You're, but you're making an argument for Melvin Gordon. I'm not making an argument for Melvin Gordon. Yes, you are. You're saying there's more
1: holes open Dude, I'm saying he's my eighth-ranked running back. It's not like I don't think he's going to be good. I know, You're the one that pretty at He pretty aggressively. He has a, because he has a uh, well, higher him bus potential, a- I think, than... Most other running backs over here. Ranking him as the eighth running back is basically saying you're not going to draft him. Yeah, I'm
0: not going to draft him. You're the most I want Mike Melvin Lee. Gordon all day, every day. I agree. On Tuesday and a Thursday and I, a Friday. I, outside of Antonio Brown, I'm taking Melvin Gordon with the eighth over, after all these running backs. And then Antonio Brown He and touched the Gordon. ball
1: 360 times,
0: right, last year. Oh, that's a, that's a bad thing. <laughs> no, that's not
1: a bad thing. Alvin Kamara touched the ball. 200 times. Right. And they had the same amount of yards. Well, that's. 160 more touches. The same amount of yards. Who's. Okay. But what's the difference in touches going to be this year?
0: Not 160. 100,
1: 120? No. Alvin Kamara Kamar had 120 rush attempts last year. You don't think he's going to average at least 10 rush attempts a game this year? Fine. 120 go. rush attempts? Is that a joke? Let me ask you a question. You just expect him not to have a better. To be leading on more with Hunter Henry out now, too? Not really. Keenan Allen is still a tissue. No, Keenan Allen, all his injuries, similar to David Johnson, were injuries that aren't, like, recurring injuries. They were weird, like, broken spleen injuries that just uh, lacerated spleen, I I, mean.
0: I think we're getting off the topic here. I think that the fact that Melvin Gordon gets all this work is is not... To be laughed at at all. And the but, fact that all right, he has a bit of fish in sure, but this is also only his fourth year. He's 25 years old. I it's know. It's the fourth year in the system. He's going to get... Austin Eckler's not taking his job. There is no more, like... Austin st- Eckler's pretty good. There's one... Austin Eckler's pretty good. Listen to your, Come on, man. Austin Eckler's not good. He's no, not taking he's Melvin Gordon's back, job. But he's not taking his job. I'm not saying
1: he's going to take his job. I'm just saying Alvin Kamara is the superior player With and Mark the better pick. after four... He had more yards in 160 less touches. Think about that. No one's arguing that Melvin Melvin Gordon's not a better runner than Alvin Kamara. He's not. Or but in Kassler. fantasy football, he's the better player. No, I think you have to. He wasn't
0: last year when Kamara basically took the first five games off because but he was on I, the bench. But here's where you're going. I think where you're going wrong. I think you're looking at Alvin Kamara and you're saying he must be, he must be the better pick because he did more with less. What I'm thinking of, all right. Unless Alvin Kamara becomes the best running back in the history of all time, he's not going to be able to replicate that production again, right? So if you're taking a chance on someone busting, are you taking a chance on the guy who's touching the ball 350 times? Are you taking a chance on the guy that's going to touch the ball 250 times? And if he doesn't replicate that incredible production that he had last year, is set to fall off. Obviously, he's not going to average six
1: yards a carry. That's basically impossible to do two years in a row, but he's going to get more production. I mean, he's going to get more opportunity, so it doesn't mean his production is absolutely going to go down. His efficiency, obviously, is going to go down because it was one of the most efficient seasons in NFL history, Yes, but it doesn't mean he still can't be a super efficient player in
0: one of the best offenses ever. The Saints' offense is unreal. So uh, Melvin Gordon is our number six player. Alvin Kamara comes in at number seven. That's right because um, I have him ranked 5th overall. I have him I, mean, made, I have him 7. I have him in number 8. Honestly, man, he just he screams bust potential to me. Personally, out of all the first round running backs, I think Kamara has the most bust bust potential. The reason why I think that is because of exactly what I said. I would rather take the guy who's a little less talented with the guaranteed workload than take the more talented guy with the less guaranteed workload. But do you not forget watching football last year and every time watching Alvin Kamara saying, "Wow," Of course, but you gotta understand.
1: There's tape. Like we also used to say, "Wow!" Every how's time- he gonna bust if every time you see him play, you say, "Wow, this dude is
0: a beast"? Because there's now touches. tape on him, touches as well. Like Mark Ingram exists. We there and was, all we talk about is regression to the mean. You have to. You have to but consider the fact he is a stud. And I'm look. I'm saying draft him eighth. Like I'm not saying that you shouldn't draft him. All I'm saying is that if you're gonna go with a guy in the first round to bust less. Then I would go Melvin Gordon. So after those two guys at 6 and 7, we have Kareem Hunt uh, with our consensus number 8. Michael and I have him ranked 7th. Jason has him ranked 8th. A lot of people are saying that Spencer Ware might take a lot of his uh, carries. I'm not buying into that. Kareem Hunt uh, is every single bit the back we saw from him last year. Uh, He does have a rookie quarterback uh, in a new scheme to worry about. Uh, That might have some effect, but I'm not worried about it too much. I think Kareem Hunt is a no-brainer. Uh, at this spot, and I think if you have Cream Hunt, let's say you're at the turn and you get Cream Hunt, you're doing jumping jacks.
1: Yeah, you gotta be happy about Cream Hunt. Yeah, I have the tenth pick in our league, and I could talk about it freely because you guys pick first and second. My hope and dream is that I get Melvin Gordon with the tenth pick, and then Cream Hunt with the fifteenth on the way back. If that happens, then I will be doing jumping jacks. Also, that was my running back tandem last year when I won the championship, so it'd be pretty cool to have the same. <laughs> Tandem, but I mean you can't really argue with Kareem Hunt. People are talking about Spencer Ware, and I get it. Spencer Ware was good when he was the guy there, but he was the guy there for like three weeks when he was good. I uh I actually have Cream Hunt seven and Melvin Gordon eight, so I prefer Hunt this year. I Andy Reid always has a running, He he's produced the most running back ones of any. The only thing that's coach. A little frightening about Kareem Hunt is that stretch last season when he was, like, barely startable.
0: I think that had a lot to do with the... It had a lot to do with Andy Reid. Andy Reid's play calling. But and Andy that's Reeves what I'm talking about, around. new scheme. Yeah, because now, cause now Nagy, who we're going to be talking about in a little while, he's in Chicago. So that he, putting the play call on his hands for a little while is no longer an option over there.
1: Well, let me hop in with Jordan Howard since he's our next ranked guy because we are way higher on Jordan Howard than the rest of the national world of fantasy football. Uh, he's being drafted in third rounds in a lot of leagues. He's being ranked in the high teens by a lot of people, and I just don't understand it. Matt Nagy every day is going out there and saying, this guy is going to be our three-down horse. And even if Tari- Tariq Cohen is going to get work, he's going to come in on third downs. But why not? Why can't Matt Nagy use two running backs? Why can't Matt Nagy do what Andy Reid does and give Tariq Cohen a drive? Like he used to give Chuck T- T- West a drive last year. Matt, uh, Jordan Howard, a three-down back on an improved team. That We all agree that the Bears are going to be a pretty solid team this year. Last year, they were pretty decent. I would say a solid and offense. And they weren't even. Their defense
0: was underrated last year. man, mm. nah. I'm not big on them I for think it, a lot well, of Well, I think they're a little underrated team. But we'll see what Mitch. Mitch is the X factor. Yes, but there's no
1: arguing with Jordan Howard. I don't understand the hate. He can. I guess he hasn't really caught the ball in the past, but that's because he's never had a pass to him. And yeah, he has a few drops, but whatever. He this guy puts up 1,200 yards and nine touchdowns every year.
0: Uh, Jordan Howard is. I, I agree with you, and not not for that. Nagy has insisted in the media over and over again that Jordan Howard's a three-down back. That, he hey, keeps I saying that Jordan Howard is a three-down back, three-down back. That's all I need to hear. Hundred percent. Because you know he can be productive in a in a John Fox system. I heard an analogy. It's like he was uh he was like running with chains on his on his feet, and now the chains have been broken loose.
1: Imagine that. <laughs> Let's let's get uh let's do a little comp here. Todd Gurley sucked in a Jeff Fisher offense, right? Jeff Fisher, John Fox, old men who suck at football,
0: right? <laughs> well, now they do. They used to be pretty. Well, good now at it. now they suck at it. Yeah, now now the games game evolved.
1: Against. And Todd Gurley couldn't do it with Jeff Fisher, but Jordan Howard did it with John Fox. And dude, it just I just don't get it. Like they said that he's gonna get the ball on third downs now too. Fourteen hundred yards back to back years. It's just. Go get that man. He's a bad man. If
0: Kareem Hunt doesn't fall to me at 15, I'd probably take Jordan Howard. So after Jordan Howard, we're going to the 10th overall player. The 10th overall player we have on our board is Leonard Fournette. Uh, Jason has him right at 10. Michael is a little bit down further, has him at 13. And I have him at 11. Now, his angle injury is something to um, be concerned about, but he's in an offense where he's going to get fed the ball over and over and over again. They also have a defense where I'm not worried about game script. They can be a run and d type of team that Fournette can run the ball between the tackles for four quarters which is a very rare thing that might not happen in other offenses Um, I like Fournette here the injury risk does scare me a little bit but if he's available in the second round uh, and I can get Fournette I'm super happy about that yeah
1: I think with I've I've always been a little off Leonard Fournette last year I was this year I've lightened up to him a little bit I mean the, the volume is just gonna be there we saw the Jacksonville D last year all they did was get better so they're gonna run the ball a lot. They still have Blake Bortles as a quarterback. Leonard Fournette's gonna be the guy who's gonna run in touchdowns. He's gonna be the guy who runs the ball. He's basically guaranteed. What do he have last year? Thousand and nine. That's that's 1,009, his floor. Yeah. That's his floor, and that's just rushing if he stays healthy. Even if he misses a game or two, like he did last year, then you just no one's drafting T.J. Elder right now. Grab T.J. Elder with your last pick if you want. Handcuff him. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Uh. I mean, you guys know how I feel about Fournette. He's my, my biggest bust of anyone in the who's going in the first round so far this year just cuz of the injury uh, prone player that he is and basically his basically his lack of productivity last year he had a lot of big rushes and then a lot of get stuffed at the line rushes too, way too many for my liking but i mean he is a very talented player which is why i still have him ranked as running back 13 i just i think he's being way over drafted going in
0: like the end of the first round
1: He's, he, a, he's a solid second
0: pick. Look, he does give you that injury potential. He missed two games to injury last year. But the two games that he... Not counting the two games that he did miss last year, he only busted twice. He was a running back one or two in every single game except the two he missed an injury, obviously, and two.
1: You can't so, not be when you get that much volume. Exactly,
0: and that's why I love it. Volume is everything in fantasy, and I think that's one reason why I'm still on the Fortnite train. Although I do... He's like kind of like Melvin Gordon-esque where he's much more productive because of his situation. Uh, situation. But then again, you, you got to remember this is second year. Like one thing that fantasy guys tend to like forget is that these players do have the ability to improve. Yeah. These aren't – this isn't just who they're going to be. All right. Speaking of ability to improve, Dalvin Cook comes in as our number 11th ranked player. Jason has him again ranked right at eleven. Uh 12 and 12 for me and Michael.
1: Our We're, our running back rankings are basically my rankings. Look at this. My rankings 1 2 3
0: 4 5 6 7 8 9 10 11 in a row. Oh wow. And That's Jason wrote the cool. algorithm so <laughs> this so hmm I wonder who's responsible <laughs> for that. But uh in all seriousness, uh Dalvin Cook last year he finished as a running back one in two out of his four games, finished as a running back three or higher in each of his games and that was his rookie season his first ever um crack at it. You saw the productivity of Latavius Murray and, uh, and Jarek McKinnon last year in his absence, one of the reasons why I, I'm not taking Delvin cook as like a first round guy, although I do have him as a, as my last RB one, the reason why he's not above guys like Fournette and hunt and Howard is because I do worry about Latavius Murray and him taking the goal line work. That's been Latavius Murray MO for a long time. Uh, It looks everything from the looks of it says it will be his mo again. So how much does that scare you away from Delvin Cook, and does the injury risk scare you at all?
1: I see. Looking at the way we ranked him, I think we all agree that he has potential, but we all agree that we're not going to take him. Uh, at our, not, I mean, at the right price. At the right pr- on our overall rankings, Michael has him at 15. I have him at 16. Tim 19. So Tim's not getting him anywhere. Right. Me and Michael are on the outer threshold of where he's being drafted uh if i had the 12th pick i'd feel more comfortable not taking dalvin cook there on that turn. uh i'm going 5th i've the 15th pick again i'm probably going to take jordan howard over uh dalvin cook if those are my two options there. there's definitely potential there like you said but again did he really play that much last season? no. he was good when he played but when a young court running back is coming back from injury and there's a guy latavius murray there who was their touchdown guy last season, he's probably going to be used. And it looks like he's going to be used. And John Filippo is over there now, and he he's coming from the Eagles system, and everyone knows the Eagles don't like just giving one running back the ball. So I I think there's some risk with Dalvin Cook, but I do have him at 11 because obviously the workhorse potential and the you're drafting Cook for his potential, but his bust potential is also high. I agree.
0: They, I it's it's hard it's hard for me to grab him. That's why I have him as my 19th overall player. I'm not grabbing him.
1: And there's rumblings out there that he's like gonna split work with latavius murray as you said they they want the two-headed monster and it does make sense for them to do that after cook went down in week two last year with a bad injury so it is something that's a little worrisome but he should be a solid second round pick i just i wouldn't reach for him
0: i if he's my running back two i'm happy if he's my running back one not so happy but i do see him having that rb1 potential so, believe it or not, our next running back on this list, uh, tied for 11th place with Dalvin Cook, so tied for the last RB1, is Christian McCaffrey. Jason and I have him ranked 13th. Michael has him at nine. 9th. Uh, yeah. Let's let Jason talk about this first, because Jason has been the Christian McCaffrey non-truther, falser out here. If you may. If you may. Uh, go ahead, Jason.
1: All right. So, I know I have... I actually have McCaffrey at 13, so right outside of my RB1, so suck on that. I'm still not caving that much, (laughs) but I am tied with Tim right now. But overall, I have him at 26, so I have a few uh, wide receivers between him, Cook, and Freeman. Just because I'm I'm now acknowledging that the work will be there. It's looking like from the preseason it's going to be a three down back. I didn't. I expected C.J. Anderson to come in and get some work like Jonathan Stewart did last season, but it seems like he's a clear backup just fighting with Cameron Artis Payne. And when you're going to be get that much work on the ground and receiving, I see the upside with McCaffrey, but I'm still staying away from him because, as I've said in the past, I just don't see the touchdown upside.
0: Michael, school this man, please. I don't see the touchdown upside
1: despite <laughs> Christian McCaffrey getting every single... Of the ten goal line touches in the preseason. The goal line running back on that team is, is Cam Newton. Newton. All right. Doesn't does it is. It, but he's involved in the passing game too, Christian McCaffrey is. He he's not only a goal line running back now, just like last year. Look, man, he just watch. increased he, his he, usage. watch him get stuffed in the first three games at the line and then CJ Anderson's gonna become the goal line
0: back. I just I just want to to really say this. He got targeted hundred and thirteen times. There are wide receivers, good wide receivers. That didn't come anywhere near 113 targets. that's crazy. He had 22% of his team's targets last year. Now, those are going to get spread out, yes. But he cannot run the ball at all and still touch the ball 10 times. Now, you're adding 15 rushes to that at the minimum? Give me all of that and a bag of chips. And a bag of Deep River Sweet Maui onion chips. Best chips ever. I'm not taking a guy at the end of (laughs) the first round,
1: beginning of the second, who I think... Max will have five touchdowns. But, dude, I know How? I, mean, I have him can, as my... He can
0: accidentally score seven touchdowns. I
1: have him as my ninth running back. Accidentally. Uh, obviously higher than you guys. And you see that he's a running back, and he had 435 rushing yards, which is a little gross. But he also... Yes, he also wasn't a good runner last year. You want to talk about not good runners. But he's going to get You're going to shit on Melvin Gordon, brushes. but support McCaffrey based on volume.
0: Let's not forget, though, he was an in-between-the-tackles runner at Stanford, and he set the college record for... For rushing yards, it's not like he can't do it. I don't care. And he's going to get more rushes, you, you as
1: ha- you saw in the preseason.
0: You say you don't care about college, I don't. Then you, but how can you draft Saquon Barkley you fifth because of his in college? thighs? Kenyon Drake, Saquad College. I mean, Saquad Barkley. Say Saquad. Saquad Barkley. Oh, because of his quads. Yeah, and trees. Yeah, and trees. I tell you like you. that? You like that? Um, coming in after Christian McCaffrey is Devonta Freeman. I'm a little bit down on him compared to the other guys. I have him at 14. Uh, they have him at eleven. Uh, J- Michael at eleven. Jason at twelve. He comes in as our number thirteen back overall. I'll start with Devonta Freeman. Uh, the reason, like, I don't like Devonta Freeman this year is because of the offense. If I'm just being honest, I think he got underfed last year. I think he'll be underfed again. Um, they have a great offensive line. They have great weapons. What's missing is a quarterback. Everyone knows that I am oh not on the Matt Ryan what's bandwagon. Missing is the
1: quarterback? Yeah, it's a little harsh, man. What's missing? Look, the all right. Quarterback? So
0: what's what's missing in terms of? Making them six and ten, no. But what's making them to that next level? An elite quarterback is missing from that equation because you have an elite offensive line. They you did last year. You have an elite running back in Foreman, and you have you have elite wide receiver talent. So what are you going to do? You got to feed Foreman, but I don't think Sarkeesian Freeman, (laughs) Freeman, excuse me, but I don't think Sarkisian is going to do it. I don't. I don't think that he's going to do it, and that's what worries me about Freeman. I'm staying away from Freeman. I have. I. I like Jason. Have a bunch of wide receivers in between him, Christian McCaffrey, and Devonta Freeman. So personally, I'm trying to stay away from Freeman. Well, I think you can go ahead. I hope in our league that Freeman
1: falls to me, because then I'll. I'm going to be able to draft Freeman, which <laughs> works for me.
0: I mean, if I give him a third round, I'm not going. to. No, I mean, I'm, I'm I taking have, him in third I have
1: round. The, I have the turn, but dude. I mean Devontae Freeman. He you can't really get more consistent than him. He only played in four. He missed two games last year. He was still a solid running back all year. He averages over four and, and a half uh, yards at rush basically every single year. He has his role in the offense, and he's just gonna keep playing in that role. And you are, there's literally no there's no bus potential in Devontae Freeman in my opinion. Yeah. Even in a down year last year, he was a productive, high-end RB two, and that's what you're getting with him. So it's not an exciting pick, but if you, you can't get one of the top guys, and get Freeman,
0: here's here's what bothers me: he either busted or finished as a right, he finished finished as a running back three, or worse. In one, two, three. Four, five, six games, and missed two games. That's half the season where Devonta Freeman's doing absolutely nothing for you. you and I think that that's a product of the offense. Of every running back, though, who's not in the top five. No, nah, you can't. No, nah, you can't. I mean, Deion Lewis was more consistent than that. Well, Deion Lewis was a stud. What I'm saying, though, like, <laughs> he was.
1: I just got to give this a shout-out real quick. Uh, Joe, Joe and Nick Dice of Veterans Minimum both at the same time texted me. They're obviously drafting right they're now. Drafting they're drafting right in now in their league. Same yeah. time, Joe. Seventh pick, got Kamara and Michael Thomas. Nick, right after. Hello. Sixth pick, got Zeke and Keenan. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> and now they're both asking me for help in the third round. <laughs> <laughs> Come to Broto. Hashtag and Broto we trust. Um, let's move on to the next running back, number 14 overall. I'm way higher on him, but I've been higher. I'll give you a hint. I may be hanging my hat on this guy this season. Uh, Jarek mckinnon he comes in as the number 16 back for jason number 14 for michael and the number 10 back for me um me and michael have backed off a little bit is it you the inju- is it the in- no i have i had him wa- i had him higher than 10 earlier i've backed off a bit is it the injury that scares you
1: the injury yes scares me because he has not had the chance to get acclimated into the offense and also a lot of people probably laugh this off alfred morris is a solid running back, dude. Oh, stop it, bro. No, 100%. Kyle Shanahan made Alfred Morris who he is. And he didn't just go out and get Alfred Morris. He didn't just get the guy that ran for 1,000 yards with him for no reason. When McKinnon got hurt. McKinnon is tissue paper. He's going to get hurt. No. Is, is that your biggest reason? Alfred he, he's, Morris is get... big. Alfred Morris is You're your reason why you like it. Your... I know it sounds Look, funny. You're underrating and it. Dude, they it wa- like... like like you said, we're not saying that he's not going to be a—we uh, have him at 14 and 16, respectively, right now. So we're not saying he's not going to be a solid You're player. saying he's going to be a solid running back two. I'm saying he's going to be a r- running back one. Say he's a high-end running back two. You're saying he's going to be running back one. Yeah, I just—I don't see the opportunities that I initially saw like
0: three weeks ago since he hasn't been able to play on the team. I mean, right. I mean, he hasn't been able to play, but at the same time, the guy who might be taking his spot, Matt Burita, hasn't played either. Do you really think Alfred Morris? Come on, man. Come on. Dude, Alfred Morris just gets shit on. He was great <laughs> last year. Repeatedly every
1: year. He was better than Zeke last year, production-wise, for the Cowboys. This dude just turns out beast
0: years every year that no one wants him. All right, you're done. Because here's why I actually want him. Devonta Freeman, Freeman excuse me, is 5'9". 209. Jarek McKinnon is 5'8", 208. That is one inch and one pound off of Devonta Freeman. Look, there's a reason why Kyle Shanahan went out and got him. Two years ago, Devonta Freeman in the Kyle Shanahan Shanahan offense, 1,056 yards, 11 touchdowns on the ground, 73 receptions, 578 yards through the air with three touchdowns. Look, am I saying that he's definitely going to have those numbers? Is it going to be an exact duplicate of that? No, but what I'm telling you is if you're looking at the if you're looking at the uh, the Niners, who do they have that's going to be a goal line threat in the wide receiver core? That is a tu- that is Kittle. Receiving Kittle. Kittle. That's it. But that is receiving touchdowns for the running back position. Swing out passes. Also that that system and what and the money that they gave him that's what's making me want to go with Jarek McKinnon, that's why I love him so much. Now, the injury does scare me a little bit, obviously. So that was our I mean, number 14 running back. Jay Ajay comes in at number 15. I am at 15. 17 and 18 for Jason and Michael. Uh, what What's your outlook on Ajay?
1: I think if Ajay gets 15 touches a game like he did at the end of last season, he'll be a good bet to be a running back, too, every week. Um. I wish I knew if he was gonna get three down back work. Uh, I'm more. I'm prone to believe he will because there's not a lot of competition there this year. Sprouls is gone. I mean, Corey Clement is there. But Sproles
0: is still there. Sprouls is gonna play. I wouldn't be surprised. if Sproles, Sproles plays. I'm.
1: I'm. I'm not counting Sproles as a threat this year.
0: Wendell Smallworth still there? Uh,
1: he's just trying to make the roster. Yeah, he, he had a great, great showing. The third preseason Darren Sproles right? is yeah. getting old. I'm... What I'm most confused about is the Corey Clement love. I see this dude going in the 10th round of drafts, and I just don't get it at all. If J.J. is healthy, he's going to get the reps. Darren Sproles is going to play third down. He always plays third downs. I just I just don't see
0: the role for Corey Clement that
1: everyone's drafting him so
0: high. I agree with you. I think that's why I love J.J. here at the number 15. If he was my running back, too, I'd be pretty happy about it. You can get him in the fourth round right now, which is a steal. Uh... I think as we get closer to the season, the third round is going to be where Jai goes. Um, he has the ability, and he's the best player on the squad. So I mean, that's where that's, I'm going. That's I, what you're betting on here, the talent. Right.
1: right, I have him at 18 because of the. I'm a little scared of the injury, and he.
0: there's a chance he's not even clear for the first game, which would be, which would not be good. LeSean McCoy comes in as our 16th player. Uh, I have him at 16. Jason at 14. Michael really down on him on 22. So, Michael, what's making you pick him 22nd overall? Uh, I'm just not.
1: Trying to get anyone on the Bills' offense this year. And I am. Is there still a chance he gets suspended? Because I'm pretty sure there's still a chance he gets suspended. At this point, though, if he gets suspended, it's probably for next season. Is that how it works? That's what I've read. Because I feel. I mean, he's just. If what he. If what they said he did with the picture of the wife of the girlfriend that he beat up and shit is actually true, he may end up just like missing the year. But basically. Shady. Let's act like that's not going to happen. Yeah, I'm just. I'd rather not have a Bills player on my team because I think the Bills are going to be the worst player in the league, the worst team in the league this year. This is definitely not the year to draft McCoy. (laughs) If for. I mean, I have him at 14. He's going to be a three down workhorse. People are forgetting that. Christian McCaffrey's jumping into the first round right now. Why? Because he was at every down back in the preseason shaw McCoy's been a three-down back his entire career. And people are fading him for the same reason people are jumping on McCaffrey. Now the situations are a little different. And obviously things don't look as great for McCoy. But he's still a three down back who's guaranteed
0: usage. Personally, I'm not comfortable with McCoy as my RB two. He also did him as 30. your R B two. As my RB yeah. I would uh, I mean I would I would I'd take him, with him with as my R B two, too. but I would Rather see him in my flex spot if I'm he going, also, running if back heavy. If I can heavy.
1: get McCoy in the third round, I'm doing
0: it. Guys, he also just turned 30 years old. All right, look. He's 30 years old. And more more importantly than that, this dude has touched the ball. He touched two, the ball 340 times last year. Yeah, 2,626 times in his career. That is a lot of touches. On top of that, I think we're losing sight of the fact that the, the Bills, they got... Absolutely demolished at the point of attack against the Bengals in week three uh, in the preseason game. They've lost their starting left tackle, Cordy Glenn. They traded him. They got rid of Richie Incognito. That crazy bastard was crazy, but he could block. <laughs> that crazy bastard. And their center Eric Wood retired because of a neck injury unexpectedly. They're they leaning on Vladimir Dukas as one of their only returners. Uh, us as Jet fans have seen what Vladimir Dukas is capable of. It's that awkward. offensive line is going to be probably one of the worst units in in football And I just I can't see McCoy at this stage in his career being able to carry that entire load.
1: I mean, I understand that, but if you look at the running backs around him and you want a three-down workhorse, you're going him or my next guy and the next guy on our list, I believe, right? Right. Lamar Miller. Lamar Miller.
0: I mean, that's – and that is why I would take McCoy here as the 16th running back overall because I – there is a drop-off there between Lamar Miller. So let's get into Lamar Miller. Lamar Miller is going to be the three-down back. The coaches have said it. Um, at least until Foreman gets off the pup. The reason why I have him ranked at 22nd, although he is the consent to 17, is this is our whole year rankings, and I do think he will lose his job. But if okay, you're drafting okay. now, Lamar Miller is a three-down back for six weeks let's, and you could trade him. I think sixteen is more pro, dude, 17 is more appropriate than the 22 that I ranked.
1: Let's go over this, though. Foreman might start on the pup. Right.
0: More That's than already likely.
1: six weeks. Probably going to start on the pup. That's six weeks. He gets off the pup. We're just going to assume he's healthy off the pup. He gets eased back yeah. in for two weeks. Brutal injury. He's never even been a starting player. Just a backup last year that got injured. He starts getting work from Lamar Miller. When do you think he's going to take over the
0: job? Week 12? No. No. I, I I don't think that you're. I don't think it's unreasonable to take over the job week seven if Lamar Miller is not producing. And Lamar, Lamar Miller,
1: Miller averaged fifteen fantasy points a game with Deshaun Watson. I love Lamar Miller here. I have him ranked overall a lot higher than both of you. I'm not even a Lamar Miller fan, and I'm a big fan of his ADP this year. I have Lamar Miller ranked twenty eighth of the Deshaun Watson offense.
0: I'm taking Lamar Miller in the third round all day. Look, I think that's a great move for the first six weeks of the season. But if you're asking me if that's a good move long-term, I like I said, I would take him as a 17th overall running back. But I think 22 is where he's going to fall season long. That's why I have him down there. Um, our next player, who's consensus, 18, is Kenyon Drake, another guy that I'm way lower on oh, than yeah. these guys. Uh, Kenyon Drake, 18 in Jason's ranking. 15 in Michael's oh, ranking. Yeah. This guy is Michael going loves Drake. on the Drake train, and I have him at 24, almost 10 spots lower. Um, the reason I have him at 24 is not because of the, I'm scared of the talent. I'm scared of the game script in Miami, and I'm scared of the fact that Adam Gates does not like giving him the ball. For some reason, he is in his doghouse. Don't ask me why. Uh, Kalen Balazs is getting some looks. They signed Frank Gore, who's probably going to be their goal back. So what say you, Michael, convince me why I should Gosh, change my mind on Drake because I'm willing. Every year.
1: There is a player who impresses the following year is completely overlooked in fantasy because of will he be able to get the ball as much? Will he be able to produce like he did last year? Kenyon Drake, when he took over as the workhorse in Miami last year, was an absolute stud. He averaged 100 yards a game, a touchdown every two games. He was involved in the passing offense. His elusive rating in PFF was second behind Alvin Kamara, not last year. In the past five years, ever. Wow. Yes. He is. A, I'm just trusting the talent with Kenyon Drake. Every time he got the ball last year, he did something with it. Every time I watched. It was like literally the only time I enjoyed watching the Dolphins, is when Kenyon Drake was getting the ball. Because the Dolphins were just not a good team last year. And he. I, I just don't see. I know Adam Gase is all like, oh, Frank Gore's the 1A to and the 1B to the 1A. Of Kenny and Drake, I'm just not buying it. Frank Gore is 35 years old. Kalen Ballage is he's whatever. Ballage is a rookie. Who, yeah, they didn't really draft too high. I don't know what the obsession yeah. with Kalen Ballage. And Kenny and Drake had over 800 yards last year. In when he hardly even played until the double-digit weeks. I'm I'm just trusting the talent because I think talent always wins out, and I think Kenny and Drake is gonna end up being an absolute steal, which is why I'm all over him at his
0: ADP. I look everything you said. I I agree with. I think he's a really talented guy, straight out of Miami University. Who I I, I love that squad. But, um, listen, not to bloat here. He's not. He's but not the last to play. Two of
1: the last three years in our main team, in our main thing, league. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I you said the bloat and not gloat. By the way, I had the, the first or second pick and won the championship when Levin Bell and David Johnson got injured. The point I'm trying to make here is. Last year, a big part of the reason why I won a championship is because I took Kareem Hunt in the third or fourth round.
0: Kenyon Drake has that potential in the third or fourth round this year. Interesting. Our next guy is Joe Mixon, a guy that a lot of people are high on that we are not high on. Uh, he is tied for 18th, 17th on my rankings, 21st in Jason's uh, in Michael's rankings, 20th in, in Jason's. I, I'm ahead. just going to jump in. I lightened up a little bit on Joe Mixon this time around. Because of the work
1: he's seeing as a wide receiver. Very interesting in the preseason. Uh, that's why I like him. That's why he took a lot of that's steps why forward I for me up as well. Because we all agree he's not a good runner. I don't agree with that. I said he wasn't good last year. I don't think he's a good runner. But if he's going to be getting work as a receiver too, that makes things a little more interesting. He's still going to be drafted ahead of where I like him. But I admit he's a little more interesting. Yeah, look, everyone knows I hate Joe Mixon. <laughs> like if you if you've listened over the past month, but when I say I hate Joe Mixon, it's at his a d p right. I have him as the twenty first ranked running back because I do think he's going to end as a running back too just from uh overall volume, but if you're drafting him at the end of the second round you're you're dumb. you're just <laughs> a bad pick. Stop calling the people Because dumb, you're maybe. just No, you're just expecting someone who, it's a little harsh. who completely slacked last year and who lost touches to Gio Bernard once Gio Bernard came back because Gio Bernard was playing better than him. You're just expecting him to just completely take over and Gio Bernard is going to sit on the, the sideline too. and watch him. That's not going to happen. As I said, it's interesting that he's playing receiver, but Gio Bernard is also capable of doing that. And I saw a thing on Twitter today and I laughed because it's true. Mm-hmm. Someone tweeted, Giovanni Bernard, according to PFF, is the second easiest schedule. And then someone <laughs> quote tweeted it and said, "Oh, so that means Gio Bernard has a second easy schedule, because you mean Joe Mixon the first time you said Joe Bernard twice." Oh, they said Joe Mixon the first time, and then someone quote tweeted it and said, "Oh, you mean Joe Bernard has the easy <laughs> schedule?" <laughs> I love Joe Bernard. Meaning he's going to take over the job, or he's still going to be there. Joe Bernard every time he's the workhorse. When Mixon was
0: hurt last year, he was a plug and play running back. One, two. He was better. He was better. I'm, I'm. I've always been a big fan of Bernard, but I, I do believe in the in the carries that Joe Mixon going to get. That's why he comes in at number 18, uh, tied for 18, 20. Interesting here, Mark Ingram. We're basically all in the Mark Ingram chain, 19, 19, and 21. The only thing that, pro- that scares me with Ingram is that he's going to be missing four weeks and then he's going to come back week five. And then he's got a bye week, week six. But guess what? After that, you got yourself an absolute fantasy mm-hmm. stud. I think you'll be good enough in those weeks to make it all the way up to running back number 21. Uh, if I, Mike Mark Ingram is available in the fifth round and I didn't already draft like a high tight end, because I think if I draft a high tight end, then I'm going to want to put another running back or another uh, wide receiver in that slot. But if I didn't, I'm taking Mark Ingram and I'm eating it. Uh, what say you guys?
1: Yeah, I like I mean, your I like your new what say you. <laughs> that you keep using today. Uh, I mean, we've seen Mark. Ingram. Me and Jason were all up on Mark Ingram last year. We we convinced you going into the year on Mark Ingram. You weren't as high on us going into last season,
0: and uh, I wasn't high on him because I thought Adrian Peterson would take work. Uh, I was high on, on Kamara, and you guys called me an idiot. Just an idiot. putting that out. There. Well, you that was me. also because
1: Adrian Peterson was there. Things changed when they got rid of him. That's true. On that, both a sides a lot of, of this, yeah, on, on yeah. both sides
0: of our coin, you're right. Go ahead, Michael. Sorry. So,
1: yeah. <laughs> it's all good. So, yeah. I mean, Mark Ingram is a productive back every time he he plays. He's a productive back. It's his contract year. Uh, so, he's he's out there to make some money, as these guys do in their contract years. And, yeah. I know missing the first four weeks isn't a good thing. But also means he's going to have fresher legs than the rest of the league once he gets back. So, I mean, I'm okay with him in the middle rounds. I to think this stash. is a guy... A lot of your draft boards will dictate if you take Mark Ingram. I think, depending on what positions have been going, uh, what your draft is look like. If you get, if you have the 12th pick, you get Kareem Hunt and Melvin Gordon, and then you, and then Mel, uh, three, four, you get let's say somehow Thielen and Baldwin fall to you because their ADPs have been dropping a little, and then Mark Ingram's there, and you have four really good guys that you shouldn't have gotten in your 12th pick take a shot of mark there.
0: that would be an excellent team to have like, this, I, I hope <laughs> I'm, that i'm I exaggerating
1: that a little but you, you got the gist
0: um next up on our list rex burkhead now a little bit of an injury scare he's always a little bit of an injury scare but he is going to assume the goal line role in new england talk
1: about a guy whose adp has jumped when we've been all over him all
0: we have we've been all, all over season. rex burkhead um he comes in at 21 i think that his workload is going to make that uh, well, even if Sonny Michelle comes and takes some work from him, He'll have and run. even if James White comes and takes some passing down work from him, which I think James White is a sneaky little play in the late rounds this year, um, he will still have that goal line role. He will still be on a, in the goal line role for an offense that's going to be on the goal line a lot. Give me all of that. All of it. Yeah,
1: I agree. I'm a Burkhead guy. A Burkhead stan, as you... Might say, I don't understand, Tim. Do you? You're more into the uh, the lingo type things, you know, like Twitter Stan. What does that mean?
0: Dude, like, you're a fan because, like, like what? a super fan,
1: like, you know, I go to Europe and then out of nowhere, all I see is all in caps do Twitter you, Stan. Do you know that tell me you know this song? I'm like, what is this shit? Why you, is everyone saying it? Do you know that it's pretty great. Oh, I there's a song called is. Twitter Stan. No, no. They, it's great. They everyone just does Twitter, Twitter Stan. Stan. Do you know this song? And then they put songs like Boats and Hoes or something like. Or one of them was a Danny Lopriori song that he quote tweeted and was like, "You better know it."
0: Interesting. So it's just like I don't know. Stan comes Twitter. from the Eminem song, no? You think St- that's where it's coming from? Yeah, Stan. That's that's what made it. This you're a Stan. You're a super fan. I don't know. A song Stan. Ah, okay. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, I get it. it. Get it? Got it? Good. All right, we're on to our next running back. Number 22 on our big board. Coming up next is Alex Collins. Jason likes him at 21. Michael, 16. Very high. I'm almost 10 spots down again at 25. I like him as a running back three. Uh, So, guys, why is Alex Collins where he is on your rankings? Because he was a stud last
1: year, and his situation is the exact same. Yeah, Buck Allen will work into some. third down work but he literally has no competition I don't see Kenneth Dixon as competition for the early down work and uh he's on a team that likes to well not a team that plays defense mainly and those teams usually run the ball so uh I mean he's in a good position just as he was last year same exact position actually so I don't see why he can't perform as he did at the second half of last year where he was basically running back one
0: I think what worries me is Lamar Jackson waiting in the wings. Now, what do I mean by Lamar Jackson? If Lamar Jackson comes in, they're going to want to play a guy like Ken Dixon or Buck Allen over Alex Collins because he complements what they're trying to do a little better. If you are if you have Lamar Jackson playing, you're not playing a power running game. If you have Joe Flacco, you are. So I think Lamar Jackson looming makes me not that comfortable having Alex Collins as my running back too. But, but how doesn't Alex Collins... Get helped
1: if Lamar Jackson comes in.
0: Because you're not playing a power run if Lamar Jackson's coming out of a shotgun. You're not playing a power run game. It's just it's not conducive. Yeah, but... You're playing more of a sweep run game, and that's conducive to the skill set of Running quarterbacks Dixon. help the running back.
1: Yeah. They
0: in, always open it up. For power runners? That's never happened. I can't think of a scenario where a power runner benefited from a running quarterback. Well, I mean, this is a... No, I'm not saying that. There's this is why history. Well, this is why Alex Collins was Michael Turner on the Falcons with Mike Vick. He was a power
1: runner, or was he with Matt Ryan?
0: That now you're going back in the history books.
1: Well, because <laughs> I'm trying to think of running <laughs> quarterbacks. There's not a lot of running quarterbacks. You're asking for a small sample size here. Shady what I'm, and Tyron look, Taylor.
0: what I'm shady is shady. Definitely, not he's he's the kind of guy that gets helped by a guy like Tyrod Taylor. A power back, but you, I, not like I Alex I Collins is a pure power back. I don't see your He's argument. not outrunning anyone to the corner, is what I'm saying. And I think that Lamar Jackson, the looming Lamar Jackson, is but I also if you're gonna take him as running back two, go ahead. I don't I don't have a problem with it. But I would rather him with be the best running back three than running back two. Next on the list we have Dion Lewis. Uh Dion Lewis, I'm a little higher on him than you guys are. I have him at twenty. Uh you guys have him at twenty three. Both of us have him before Derrick Henry, who's been going in the third round of some drafts. What do you guys think about Deion Lewis instead of Derrick Henry?
1: Uh, between them, we have Royce Freeman. So we can just talk about Lee Lewis and Henry now. Okay. We've mentioned multiple times that Lewis fits the Matt LaFleur offense better than Derrick Henry does. If you look at um, what they've done in the preseason. So I just got my phone today, a new phone, so I don't have my pictures on it. But I had it written down somewhere. <laughs> um, I don't remember if it was an exact split or a little more, but Deion Lewis... Has played as much as Derrick Henry with the first-team offense. If not a little more. If not a little more this preseason. Um, And he's been more effective. He's just—you talk about a running quarterback-type offense helping the smaller guy. That's basically what you're talking about here. That's exactly what I'm talking about. (laughs) And Deion Lewis has that safety net of the receiving game. Derrick Henry, if he gets stuffed on the ground one game, then he's not helping you at all. So Deion Lewis is someone I expect to do have a very high floor this season. And I'd rather have him than that similar thing. to last season. Where he and, had a very high floor.
0: And in, sandwiched in England. between a guy that I just took as my running back to in the fourth round and who I have ranked as a running back to at number eighteen. You guys are a little a way more down on them. Twenty four for Michael, thirty for Jason, twenty four consensus though, Royce Freeman. Now, I like Royce Freeman because I think the opportunity is going to be there. We saw Devontae Booker has not been a good runner in between the tackles. He hasn't even really been a great receiver. He's been a good receiver. Royce Freeman showed at Oregon that he could do all those things last year plus more. They spent a high draft pick on him. So far, everyone has raving about him in preseason and in camp. I love Royce Freeman. I think that I just drafted him in the fourth round of a keeper league. I'm drafting him with the idea that I'm going to have a stud running back on my team for the next three years.
1: I... I disagree more. I mean, I guess in Dynasty, a keeper league, it makes more sense to take him in the fourth round. But I barely even have him as a fourth round running back if that's all you were drafting. (laughs) So I can't really condone that. Uh, He's basically splitting time with Devontae Booker. People just acting like Royce Freeman is a three-down workhorse. He's not. He's looked better, but Devontae Booker is still there and still getting half the reps. So this... Pipe dream that people have that Royce Freeman's going to play every day, every down isn't going to happen, and it might happen a little further into the future. But again, when was the last time a Denver
0: running back was good? When's the last time they had a good running back? No, Sean C.J. Moreno. Is, C.J. C.J. had a couple. Of, Moreno had a beast year. No,
1: Moreno did a That's because Peyton Manning was around. C.J. No, that's, that, that's crazy. Bro. No, Moreno. C.J. Anderson was always good in Denver, but he never was a stud fourth-round pick running back. But
0: that's also because of injury. Now, you give his production over a 16-game season, that's a different story.
1: I just... I mean, I see the appeal with Royce Freeman. He's going way too high for my taste.
0: He is one of those guys that has been climbing up jack, draft boards so fourth drastically round. that it's kind of crazy. Later. I mean, I think I may have gotten him in the fifth round. Or, no, or I may have reached him in the fourth round because it, it was a dynasty. I it was think, one of those I think two. You did. It was one of those two. But I'm not I'm not sad about it. Michael, what do you think about him? I have him as my running back
1: 24, so I do think he could uh, break into running back two. I, mean, I have him right at the edge of running back two. Uh, It's going to be interesting to see if he's able to be the workhorse right away. Because for some reason, the Broncos are just set on giving Devontae Booker the ball despite being really bad last year and in the preseason this year. He's being... Super outplayed by Freeman, and Freeman is looking like a beast in the preseason so far. So that scares me a little bit, but Freeman, he's also a rookie in a new offense with a new quarterback, so the offense might take a little time to get acclimated. So uh, I think he'd be a running back too, but I wouldn't take him in the fourth round. He's going a little too high for my liking. That is our top five running backs uh, for the season. Top 25 running backs for the season?
0: Plus another 20, <laughs> top 25 there running backs go, for the season. I was. Is there anyone was that you guys? Actually, 24, but all right. Oh no, we went nah, through Henry. No, right? we 25. We talked about Henry. So, is there anyone on this list that you guys really want to mention? I just wanted to throw out a couple of names. I think Marshawn Lynch has a chance to be a running back too, this year if he gets the workload, and I think he will get the workload, especially with the coaching staff in he there. Not him at 19. I really love Chris Thompson. If you're in a half PPR or full PPR, you guys are
1: crazy with Chris Thompson. How this guy already admitted he's not going to be fully healthy until November. And
0: what well, do you understand? And what kind of impact this guy has when he's on the scat team? Back? I for in what in where you drafted him? I just got him in the ninth round in one of my drafts. Yes, no, it's not. High. He's more than a scat back. He's the best playmaker on that squad.
1: Oh, whatever. Uh, no,
0: I disagree with you guys. there. <laughs> he finished as a running back one. In I know three separate was games, a running That's back a two in three games, a running back three in, in three games. Before he broke his leg. Right. The- so, yeah, you run an injury of getting risk, but in the ninth round, tenth and round, Jay so Gruden what? he
1: never committed
0: to him ever last season. He didn't commit to him as an every-down back because he's small. Yeah. But he's and a playmaker. injured.
1: They just brought in AP. Exactly. They just brought in AP. AP is his competition. 97-year-old AP who's been trash for the past three I years. I don't want him. Put him in open space. I think he has a shot. I'm going to shout out a guy, 24th. I have him ranked for running backs, Jamal Williams. He's – I have him pretty high as well. Mike 28th. McCarthy picks a running back and rides him, and Jamal Williams is that guy right now. So that's someone you want. I also like Duke Johnson a lot more than you guys. I have him at 27, then you got 39 and 50, as if this guy hasn't been a stud the past two years.
0: I love myself for receiving running back, especially on my bench, especially him, getting him late like this. But you haven't you have him. Ranked 50 Duke Johnson Sure But I, I want him on my bench I, You're I'm not going to get him If him. he's your 50th Ranked running back uh, Latavius Murray Is also a guy He's definitely Going to get the goal line Carries That's in my tough. opinion He's a guy that I would I would take independent Definitely take If I have Dalvin Cook Isaiah Crowell Is someone who Is a lot younger Than you, he seems And is in an offense That you know They're going to hand the ball off Because they have a young Quarterback behind center Maybe uh,
1: Powell offer some
0: upside like, I, think I prefer
1: do. Powell and then, of course, two guys we haven't mentioned, Chris Carson and Peyton Barber, looking like they're running away with their jobs. So they're great value picks, where they're going right now.
0: So I'm that's sure. all we have for you for the running backs. Come back tomorrow for our wide receiver rankings. We're going to go over the top 25 wide receivers in our rankings. And then the next day after that, we're going to be going over quarterbacks and tight ends, uh, followed by a few episodes where we're going to give you our hat hangers, the guys we're hanging our hats on. We're going to come with you with our final mock draft so you can see what goes on in our heads. And finally... It's going to lead you up right to National Draft Weekend for Mike Patrop. Mike, where can they find you? Mike underscore Patrop. And for Jason Patrop, where can they find you? At Jason Patrop. I'm Tim Patrop, at Tim Patrop, but only if you're feeling real, real frisky. Broto Fantasy Podcast is available at Broto Fantasy on all social media outlets. And until tomorrow, see you later. Peace.